Today we learned Perek Vav and Megillat Esther. We ended off Perek He with the fact that Haman, taking advice from his wife Zeresh and the rest of his loved ones, is going to, or actually did, build a tree 50 amot high on which he would hang Mordechai to take care of the fact that despite all of the riches and all of the promotions and all of the success that he had, the fact that he saw a Jew sitting in the courtyard of the king was unnerving to him and he was going to take care of that problem by killing Mordechai and hanging him. He is now ready to come to Ahashverosh to tell him the plan. However, as Borei Olam would have it, that is not going to happen and there's going to be a major turn of events that is presented in Perek Vav. Perek Vav is also divided up into three sections. Pasuk Aleph through Yud Aleph is going to show us where Haman is commanded to, or, to honor Mordechai. He's going to present his plan to Ahasuerosh, and that's going to be turned on its head. And Haman is actually going to be commanded to honor Mordechai. Pesukim Yudbet and Yudgimel is where Haman's advisors and loved ones tell him that if he does not have success at the beginning of his plot against Mordechai, then he's going to be unsuccessful in permanent fashion, and they tell him he's not going to win. And the third section actually starts in this pedic, Pasuk Yudalad, which is the last Pasuk of the pedic, and runs through the next pedic, Pedic Zion, Pasuk Yud, and it discusses the second party that... Haman attends with Ahashverosh at the request of Esther. So the Pere begins, And it was on that night, seems to be the night between the two parties. Yesterday was the first party that he and Haman attended at the behest of Esther, and tomorrow is going to be the second party. On that night in between, the king could not sleep and so he says to bring him his book called Zefer Azichronot Ivrei Hayamim. If you remember, we saw that book in Perek Bet at the end of the Perek when Mordechai unearthed the plot of Bitan and Teresh and it's written down. The fact that he saved the king is written down in Sefer Divrei Hayamim. Here it's called Sefer Zichronot Divrei Hayamim. It's the same thing, but they read, it, they read from it to remind the king of the events that happened in his life which is what's going to happen now, so what's referred to as Sefer Azichronot. And they read it to the king, and it seems to be that they read it to the king for one of two reasons, either because it would help him fall asleep, or because it would keep him busy while he was up in the middle of the night, so as not to be bored. The Perek continues in Pasuk Bet, and it was found written there, which seems to imply that Ahasuerus had forgotten this event. It's found there as though it was newfound information. That which Mordechai unearthed revealed the plot of Itan and Teresh, the two servants of the king who wanted to kill him. And because of that, Ahasuerus's life was spared. And so he needs to be repaid. As Pasuk Gimel tells us, the king, in response to hearing the story, asks, what did we do to repay Mordechai in the way of honor for the fact that he saved my life? And his servants told him, nothing. We did not do anything on behalf of Mordechai to thank him for the fact that he saved your life. Pasuk Dalet, and 
And the king at that moment said, who is in the courtyard? It seems to be that the king was up, woke up in the middle of the night, he couldn't sleep. And this back and forth in terms of reading the Sefer Azichronot and the discussion of Mordechai took until the morning. And in the morning, Haman was coming to tell Ahasuerosh his plot to kill Mordechai, as we saw in the last pedic. They told him, go to Ahasuerosh in the morning. His loved ones told Haman, go to Ahasuerosh in the morning. So here we are in the morning time. The king says, who is in the Hatzed, who is in the courtyard? And Haman came, he is standing in the courtyard, and he's waiting to tell the king about his plot to hang Mordechai. It was not uncommon that people would wait outside of the king's courtyard to speak with him. And so... Haman is waiting there to do such thing. And his servants told the king, it's Haman, who is in fact waiting outside in the courtyard, and the king says, bring him in. And the king says to the, says to Haman, what should be done for a man that the king wishes to show a tremendous honor? And Haman, thinking to himself that it's him because of the recent events, his promotion, and the fact that he was invited to the party, and all the things that have been happening to him, Haman thinks that he is the person who the king is talking about. And so he says to himself, Who is it that the king wants to give honor to more so than me? And so thinking that it is himself, he responds in Pasuk Zion and says, Let me tell you, says Haman, about the king, about the man that the king wants to show honor to. Let me tell you what should be done. And he says in Pasuk Chet, that man should be dressed up in royal clothing that has already been worn by the king. Not that have been prepared for the king, but it's more kavod if he wears clothing that the king actually once wore before. Dress him up in those clothing and ride him around the city on the horse upon which the king was crowned originally when he was inaugurated as the king, which is a tremendous amount of kavod to ride on the king's horse, which is usually not allowed, and to wear the king's clothing, also not allowed. That should be done to show this man, Haman thinking that it's himself, a, a tremendous amount of honor. And he continues in Pasuk Tet, V'naton ha-levush v'asus al-yad ish misareh ha-melech ha-partemim v'hilbishu et ha-ish asher ha-melech ha-fez b'karo v'irkivu al-asus b'rcho v'air v'karu l'fanav kacha y'aseh la-ish asher ha-melech ha-fez b'karo And all of these, the clothing and all of this honor should be done to him with one of the servants of the king. Meaning he shouldn't just be given the clothing. Someone should dress him and someone should show him this honor of the servants of the king. And then you should ride him on the horse through the streets being led by this servant of the king who is going to call out, so is done to a man that the king wishes to show honor. And in Pasuk Yod, that comes crashing down on Haman, as the king says, And the king says to Haman, quickly, 
go and get the clothing that you mentioned and the horse that you mentioned, all of the things that you talked about, and do exactly what you said to Mordechai, the Jew who sits in the courtyard of the king. It couldn't come down on Haman any worse. Mordechai Yehudi, Mordechai the Jew who sits in the courtyard of the king, which is exactly what's bothering Haman. Do that to him. And the king says, do not veer an iota from what you said. Do to him exactly what you recommended. And so what happens in Pasuk and Aleph, and so Haman takes the clothing and the horse and he dresses Mordechai and he rides him on the horse through the streets of the city and he says, so should be done or so is done to a man that the king wish, who the king wishes to honor. And you could imagine the anger and the overwhelming emotion that is running through Haman's body. Again, we've discussed a few times before how Haman is very much driven by his emotions. So you could imagine that a man was so angry at the fact that Mordechai had any kind of honor and now he is in fact riding him through the streets, calling him out as an honorable man. What's going through his mind? Pasuk Yurbet, Vayashov Mordechai Ashar HaMelech, Vahaman Nidchaf El Beto, Avel Rosh. And Mordechai returns to the courtyard of the king, and Haman is pushed, so to speak, to his house, and he's in a sense of mourning, and he's chafuidosh, he's almost like he's wrapped up in a sense of mourning, he's embarrassed, he doesn't know what to do with himself, and it's almost as though he's pushed out of the way in honor of Mordechai, Mordechai is stealing the limelight here, and Haman is uh, almost like he's secondary. Pasuk Gimel, and Haman tells the story to Zeresh, his wife, and to all of his loved ones. You'll notice here it does not say that he sends to get her. It seems to be that they were waiting for him to come home to get news on what happened with what he told the king about hanging Mordechai. They were waiting to hear what his response was, so they're waiting for him to come home. He tells them everything that happened to him, and his Chachamim and Zeresh say to him, if, or because of the fact that Mordechai is from the Jewish people, and already you have not found success at the beginning of your venture to destroy him, you will not be successful. If you have not had success in the beginning against this Yehudi, you will not be successful, and your venture to kill him will not come into fruition. And Pasuk Yudalit ends the pedic and says, Odam edabrim imo As they were speaking, the servants of the king come to bring Haman to the party, party number two that he was invited to upon the request of Esther, and they quickly, they quickly bring Haman to the party that was made for him by Esther. So two things to know. Number one, Haman is going into the party and he's not happy, which is a contradistinction to the end of the last pedic where they told him, hang him on a tree, and with that you'll, your fears will be quelled and you can walk into the party happy. Now he's walking into the party upset and in disarray. And number two, the word of Ayafilu, which also means fear, seems to imply that Haman is afraid of what is going to happen with Mordechai, and he's walking into that party not only not happy, but with a tremendous sense of fear as to what is, a, what is going to happen as the story continues to unfold.